0: Yo, I'm back. Rocking the alopecia fade, not giving a fuck. Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 154. All of these motherfucking ass. Hit them with that theme music. I'm about to slay. Got my cake bomb with some napalm. Shots your days gone. Then the game's on. What you play, huh? Hard to get. off the be wet for all that dry hate. Looking my way while your eyes say you and I may. Get off like a bright lane, but I might strain. Pull up lane with a migraine. Uh, Welcome to the Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 154, all up in your ass. Uh, Listen, if you're new to the cast, welcome. Um, There's no rhyme or reason uh, to this podcast. It's just just a free form, free styling, uh, biggie on the corner, uh, uh, go with the flow, no structure at all podcast. I'm going to be all over the motherfucking place. Today tomorrow next week next year it don't matter the podcast ain't going nowhere uh, we 150fold episodes deep um, I'm still learning that learning where to look at on the camera I just started the YouTube channel here a couple a uh, couple weeks ago this is the third episode on YouTube I have one way back in the day um, we're rocking about six viewers right now about as many people as watching the Oscars before uh, uh, Chris Rock got his motherfucking ass slapped up by Will Smith. Oh, you know we're going to get into that shit. You're probably tired of hearing that shit already, but uh, we're going to get up into that. As a man uh, who suffers from alopecia himself, you know, highly offended by what Chris Rock said. If I could have got up and slapped the shit out of him, I would have. Nah, fuck all that. Uh, Let's just fucking get into it. Uh, We got... um, Will Smith, we got fights last week. I went 6-6. Golden picks weren't so golden last week. They were pretty much uh, pewter, bronze, uh, some average-ass shit. It was average. Listen, it was a struggle. I took Dawkins. I don't know what the... I let myself get talked out of it listening to the pundits. I never listened to the pundits, but I did last week. It it, it talked me out of my motherfucking pick. Um, Nothing this week. We got UFC 273 uh, next week, so I'll talk about that shit next week. Uh, Pellies are eating ass uh zelika zilly to a milli is eating ass right now Uh, a little crypto for that ass a little later um what the fuck else what do i do with my little list i got a little list and shit um we'll, we'll figure it out as we go along let's get into this um to this will smith fiasco homies were blowing me up nobody saw this shit live everybody saw this shit on like uh on like twitter or Instagram, you know, after it happened, basically. I mean, you turn to the. By the time I heard it, I turned to the Oscars. This shit's over. I mean, this motherfucker's crying on stage and shit. And I was like, what? Didn't he just slap somebody and he's fucking crying? So I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Then you see the video and it was all edited. And then you see after. Listen, I'll go on record. I don't give a fuck. I think that shit was staged. I saw it from the. F- that slap is the softest motherfucker. I don't know what's more embarrassing. Getting slapped like that or slapping like that I mean that shit was so like it's so soft I mean it was some bull shout out to Mob D by the way Mob Dizzle blood money up in that bitch blood money up in that bitch shout out to Pete R.I.P. um but that slap was so like it was like I don't know man it was definitely a Hollywood slap it was like a dueling slap it was like I challenge you to a duel motherfucker BAP just like that shit um, Will Smith ain't surviving in the first fucking round. He's a 16 seed in one of those slap contests you see on uh, motherfuckers getting knocked out. They're, all, they're like just sitting here taking each other and they're slapping the shit out of each other back and forth. Uh, he, he's in the playing tournament. Will Smith. He's barely in the playing tournament pulling up, the you know, the 10 seed. Trying to win that playing tournament game to get in the slap tournament. Because that shit was soft as a motherfucker. You got... A uh, 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 skinny-ass motherfucking Chris Rock just being, boom, literally turning the other cheek. Don't give a fuck. He's like, what the fuck was that? He said he got the shit slapped out of him. But the, the shit was still in him. I mean, the shit didn't go nowhere. It didn't come out of him because there wasn't enough. It was a soft-ass slap to begin with. Um, he's smiling as he turns around. Chris Rock is initially smiling. This motherfucker, Will Smith, was laughing at the motherfucking joke about a, a, a second ago. 10 seconds ago shit was sweet then all of a sudden Jada gives him the look and shit ain't sweet no more it's actually quite bitter and he goes up there on his little march you know the, the 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 couple things that made me think that it could be real Chris Rock does look a little stunned afterwards for a second there he's trying to figure out where to go you know, what do I do now? Do I just continue on with the show? Do I, you know, that, that in a little confusion after he says his whole, I got, you know, Will Smith just, just slapped the shit out of me. You know, he played that shit off real well and he kept going. So I'm like, dude, he's not, this, this isn't, this isn't shit. And then Will Smith starts yelling and they're like, that kind of at first got me to think it was real, but that looks like a, he's performing a, a, in a movie. Like it almost doesn't even look, that doesn't look real to me. It looks like he's acting. Now maybe, you know, I'm sure those lines between you know acting and real life blur now when you when you when this is your whole life and you live your whole life basically making a living in 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 fucking wonderland fucking make-believe lands i mean you play make-believe and dress up for a fucking living so maybe all these things i'm sure he uses that those acting skills all the time in his regular life pretending like he gives a fuck about this pretending like he gives a fuck about that You know, not giving a fuck about his old lady getting tagged up by his son's uh, homie. You know, pretending that that's all cool. I mean, that's some high level. That's Oscar. That's what he should have won the Oscar for. Pretending like he don't give a fuck his old lady is getting smashed out by his motherfucking son's homie. Homie used to come over for fucking uh, 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 snack packs and fucking Capri Sun's ecto coolers and shit. Now he's fucking clapping your old lady's cheeks. That's that's hard to process. And if you 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 little uh, uh, son, your homie's giving it to your mammy better than your pappy was. How do you reconcile that shit? So shit was all jumbled up, right? There's a lot of shit going on there. So I'm thinking if he can pretend all this time, his wife going on TV. On these whack-ass podcasts and ain't shit compared to the Whiskey Sick Podcast. If he can do all this shit and pretend shit sweet the whole time, why can't he pretend like he's angry at the Oscars and go up there and fuck his fake slap, fucking dual slap Chris Rock and then sit there from his chair and, and scream like a maniac? It looked like a performance to me all around. Could it have been a situation where... I'm going to just grab the fucking mic over here, man. Uh, could it have been a situation where, uh, one, it was like maybe an act on Will's part, but not so much on, on on Chris Rock's part? Would it have to take both of them in on it? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he could have been acting. Will Smith could have been acting angry when he really wasn't and just used it as an excuse to slap the shit out of somebody. And, and Chris Rock was like, what the fuck? I don't know. The way Chris Rock initially reacted, it looked like shit was okay. Shit was funny. It didn't even look like it hit him. The sound of it was off. Maybe that's because the microphone's got, you know, his microphone's on him somewhere and the microphone kind of, you know, took the slap away. But it just looked phony to me. It almost looks like he kind of misses him. I don't know. There's no... There's no I mean, he, he's just... It just looked phony to me. And the joke... I thought the shit... I honestly... I thought this shit was like a compliment. What does it say about Demi Moore that you're offended that somebody would say your wife would play a role that Demi Moore played, which is the role of, of, a, of a strong woman in the military going through all sorts of shit. Now, I don't remember G.I. Jane that much. I know it's come on TV. I've seen it over the years, bits and pieces and parts of it. Um, so I don't remember the whole thing, but I remember it being a badass chick Pushing through like boot camp and shit and putting up with all this nonsense on the side. I thought it was like a positive strong woman's role. So saying another strong woman could play a a, a a new version of it or a second one was a fucking compliment to me. As far as I've ever known, since back when Tupac was clapping them motherfucking cheeks, she's had short hair like that. Now, we all, us alopecia sufferers, know how quickly the motherfucking hair goes, how early in life. So I'm sure, you know, this started happening. Now, I'm not saying, you know, it's not something to deal with, especially for a woman. A woman going bald is different than dudes going bald, right? We're expected to do that shit. Women, it's a lot harder for them because it's a lot more about uh, uh, beauty and shit like that. Appearances with ladies, you know what I mean? Um, So, I get that. Could it be a mental hurdle? Yeah, she's been doing it with with it for a long fucking time. Uh, but calling it a a a fucking health condition, it does not it's it's a a, a fucking It's a health term. It's not a motherfucking condition. It 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 ain't a fucking problem. You ain't fucking gonna die from alopecia. You get up in the morning and your head's a little cold. That's it! That's the only thing that fucking happens. During the winter, gets a little cold. During the summer, you got to put some fucking suntan lotion on that shit because you'll get burned the fuck up. So from that standpoint, okay. It's a fucking term for male pattern baldness. That's what the fuck it is. You, she didn't have motherfucking uh, uh, titty cancer. She didn't have motherfucking titty cancer and and, and and get surgery and have them chopped off and shit and and, and fucking... You know, Chris Rocks over here telling jokes about having her titties hanging over his fucking mantle or some shit on some Bill the Butcher type shit. Or wearing them around the house like a little titty vest like fucking Leatherface or some shit. He wasn't saying all that shit about her having titty cancer or something. She has male pattern baldness. A lot of ladies do. It's where You can wear wigs, you can get weaves, you can do a whole lot of shit. Picture a homie like me putting motherfucking uh, wigs on, toupees, weaves and shit. I can't do that. So this shit ain't a, a, a fucking, you ain't dying from alopecia. It's a mental block for you you can get over that you've been dealing with for a long time. As far as I've ever known who the fuck Jada Pinkett Smith is or Jada Pinkett before she was the Smith. She was getting clapped up by motherfucking Thug Life across the belly. She's had that short hair. Was it just last Saturday that she became like fucking offended by a mild ass joke that really wasn't a joke that was an actual compliment. She's so fucked up she can't even take a compliment on her short hair. I don't know. Shit was weak all around. But best believe, it wasn't the motherfucking joke that set Will Smith off. It was all the cucking. This was all the cucking coming to a head on national TV. All that cucking. The worst thing, I can't think of a worse thing for a man to be identified with, called uh, 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 something to represent other worse than cucking. If you don't know what cucking is, it means I'm chilling out in the corner of a fucking Motel Six, my fucking little, little little dong in my hand, warming myself up, getting my own self off, while somebody claps my old lady's cheeks in the same room while I watch that's cucking, that's being a cuck, you're a fucking cuck that's the worst thing you can be called as a fucking man you watch other dudes fuck your old lady, you go to Applebee's and let dudes hit on your old lady at motherfucking happy hour and shit and then go home and clap her up in a snooty fox somewhere while you sit in the fucking corner, that's the worst motherfucking thing you could be identified with that's the worst thing, and then you have to pretend like you're cool with it? After she puts you on blast for being a motherfucking cuck? Now, I don't know that he's ever actually... Will Smith has ever actually been in the same room while his son's best homie. One of his homies. I don't know if they're best homies. Maybe not anymore. Maybe they still are. I don't know. It's clapping your old lady's cheeks. I don't know for sure he participated in it at that level. But whether you were filming uh, uh, Serena Williams' dad or you were, you were out filming uh, fucking... I don't even remember a lot of you, you know, uh World War Z uh no he wasn't in World War Z. Uh I Am Legend. Solid book by the way. It's it's a it's a, it's a novella actually. Uh it's a short story collection which I Am Legend is in. Uh uh Matheson. Uh Robert Matheson, something um much different than the than the than the movie. Great movie, by the way. But uh where the fuck was I going? Um Anyways, the worst thing you could be called is a motherfucker. I forgot where I was going with this. The worst thing you could be called is a motherfucking cock, uh, cock or a cuck, cook. a cucking cock. You don't want to be that shit. You know, your whole your old your old lady's getting tugged out by your motherfucking ho- your best homie, uh, your, your your son's best homie. That's never a good look. That's the worst thing you could be called. And then your old lady's on on TV on these podcasts putting you on blast. She was flat out saying, "I seen this shit on 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 clips and stuff." When, when the entanglement shit first started She's talking about Will can't do it for her no more Can't get her off no more Doesn't excite her no more So they had an open marriage Open agreements They could see other pre- people And she goes to her, her son's Homie to get clapped up Who I, I think she helped Like get out of addiction or some shit So you know I, I, it, It's all fucking weird So this whole family That whole entanglement shit That's when you knew shit Was all fucked up you knew these people were on some other shit. That's the first time I took a step back. I love Will Smith. I've always loved Will Smith. This hurt me to see Will Smith go out like this. And then to go on TV and do these interviews and pretend like, oh, entanglement, it's, it's, it's fine, you know, and have to sit there, imagine, you cucking so hard, your cuck game, your cuck game is so strong that, or this lady has such a, a hold on you that you have to sit there and pretend that you like this shit just so you can stay with her. This is why, when you get into like swingers and you get into cucking uh, uh, all these kind of weird fucking threesome shit, when you're bringing other people into the mix of your relationship, this is why there's always, you can rest assured, most times there's always one person in that situation that doesn't really want that and is only going along because the other side wants that and they're afraid if they don't give them that they won't have that person anymore that person will go go away they're just trying to appease that person by letting them do this shit and then trying to to rectify it make that make sure doing some Simone Biles gym, mental gymnastics in their head to try to uh, justify it and make it okay with themselves that's what this motherfucker Will Smith has been dealing with this shit's out in public that he's getting cucked, and 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 all the memes and all that shit is out there. So you know he's extra sensitive. This old lady gives him the fucking look of death, and he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta do something." That could be the truth. That could be. Uh, uh, that could be possible. I'm not a hundred percent sure that this thing was fake. I'm leaning that way, but for the sake of this argument and shit, we'll assume it was real. Uh and examining it from all angles and shit like that um but that shit you know that's what it it came to head it was all all these these months of being a fucking cuck being called a cuck and and, and all the you know if this is what if this is what will smith does in march what would he do in august you know shit like that all these memes all these little fucking one-liners everybody's a comedian now i'll tell you what you just did though will smith you just put a motherfucking target on your back. If you haven't seen *Flagrant 2* uh, with Andrew Schultz, uh, he did a little, you know, like two, three-minute roast to kick things off uh, uh, on uh, Will Smith. These motherfucking these these comedians are coming for you now, dude. They're coming for you. the last thing you wanted to do was fucking piss off these these comedians. They're gonna come for you. There's no there's no limits now. The gloves are off. This this is BKFC. This is bare knuckle fucking scrapping this is masvidal in the backyard type shit now that's what's gonna go down now some kimbo slice uh beating up bus drivers raw ass shit is coming your way you fucked with the wrong people and all these shitty ass shit lib ass liberal ass fucking elite liberal ass motherfuckers talking about dave Chappelle should be next and all this shit because they're virtue signaling about their 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 trans fucking uh, uh cheerleading and all this fucking shit it 's just fucking sad man it 's sad the hypocrisy of the uh, of these shit libs elite shit libs out here fucking justifying it. You see these assholes are even trying to say it was trump 's fault uh it 's fucking white supremacy rearing its ugly head. look at these motherfuckers look at these mainstream people. If you need to uh, any more further justification and these people lie to you and gaslight you about every fucking thing, look at how these people are handling this shit. Oscars just lets him chill there. Now, yesterday they came out and said some shit about they asked him to leave and he refused to. Listen, if, you, if they ask you to leave a fucking plane and you refuse to, they go get help and drag your ass off the motherfucking plane. Drag his motherfucking ass off that bitch. Are you telling me there's no real men in that whole Oscar crowd that go up there and drag motherfucking Will Smith out there? Out that motherfucking bitch? Put Seth Gecko in that in 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 that fucking audience. I don't know how I'd get there. Maybe for this episode. Maybe I'll be nominated for this episode. No fucking way. I let that shit slide. As soon as I figured out it wasn't real. I mean that it wasn't fake. I'd have been like, oh, I'd have been calling this motherfucker out in the middle of his his bullshit ass speech. That was the worst part. This motherfucker wins ten minutes later. Ten minutes later, wins a goddamn uh, uh, award. And then starts talking about how he loves people and he's just trying to help people and, and he's all about love and and all this shit and he's crying and shit and it's like you're none of that. Homie, we just saw you not be any of that. You know what I mean? We just saw we just saw you. Like just just. So it was—it was the most like narcissistic, fucking weird, detached, fucking speech I've ever seen. And I guess that was his first Oscar. I didn't even know that shit, but whatever. And he ruins it like that with some bullshit-ass, fucking speech and some shit, man. Like, it was fucking weird. Um, you know, uh, you know, the last two years have been a—you uh, see your heroes fucking crumble in times of, of crisis. These last two years, you really see. Uh, the shitlib fucking virtue signaling fucking uh uh you know establishment elite propaganda pushers really come to forefront and i've seen some of my favorite people just collapse and and lose all respect i I lose all respect for number one howard stern calling for the death of fucking unvaccinated people and just being a sorry ass motherfucking excuse for a human being after i've watched this dude since the 90s on the e show i've i've been uh i have Sirius xm i bought before he even got to uh, Sirius xm so i've been i've, I've been literally his whole x serious xm career I've, I've been rolling with him i love howard stern love the howard stern show but since co- since covid and more specifically when the vaccines and shit came out he went on this whole fucking propaganda you know fucking divisive bullshit fucking virtue signaling just scared cuckery i lost all respect for him i haven't been able to listen to the show i've tried to tune in here and there and it's just not the same and now i see the same shit with this dude will smith this dude is just another detached narcissistic uh hollywood liberal elite fucking bullshitter i mean that that's all now they all are chris rock could be the same fucking thing he could be the same fucking thing uh you see some of the ones that aren't um rob schneider i don't know who the fuck is that i know he hasn't been relevant in a long time uh, maybe that's why he speaks out about about a bunch of shit. But it, it's the same reason why you see every single Hollywood person have the exact same down-the-middle take on every single cultural issue. Or oh, a- a- any single, you know, it was a fucking Ukraine Oscars, U- Ukraine Oscars. What the fuck? They all have the exact same mi- uh, mission. Meanwhile, it says sponsored to you by Pfizer the whole fucking time there. It was a whole, com. hey, what's up, little dude? You getting in here? Did you see this little man? Little man cruising. Say hi. The uh, future quadruple, triple quadruple champ. We don't know what the weight classes are going to be. He, he's saying hello. Um, So, I uh, don't know where I was going. Um, lost the train. So I'm blazed. You know how it is. It's already 9.30 a.m. You know how. I've been hot fucking twice over. Um, But it, it it was a crazy little scenario, man. So, um you know he gets his re- award now they're saying they might take it away because they asked him to leave but he refused um you gotta drag that motherfucker out of there that's what you have security for to drag that motherfucker out of there. you can't let him go slap up a dude and just let him chill in there like nothing's out- and then like he's getting dapped up by 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 you know uh, by denzel washington and and samuel L. jackson's acting like he's his closest homie and all this shit um and, and, and somebody's telling a joke about him. And he's and Will Smith sitting there. You know, this is after the incident, and he's sitting there like, ha, 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 ha. he's like over laughing, over over acting about everything, trying to play all this shit off. So maybe it was real. I don't, I don't fucking know. It didn't look real to me though. Um, but if it was real, you know, he's over there trying to play it off, and they're just letting him sit there. And, and how are you, somebody sitting around there? Are you a, a fucking man? And not go over there and say some shit to him. Or tell him to get the fuck off the stage in the middle of his goddamn where the fuck is kanye west when you need him to come up on that motherfucking stage snatch that mic snatch that motherfucking oscar toss that shit if i was the person presenting and i had the oscar in my hand to hand that shit to will i would have fucking just tossed it on the ground and made him pick that motherfucking shit up i don't give a fuck fuck that shit you ain't gonna come up here on some fucking weak ass weak ass joke getting sensitive and, and, and slap a man in front of me like that, you gets no respect. And if it's on after that, it's on after that. Now, Chris, Chris Rock, you get the the formal Thunderdome invitation. We got we gotta help your fucking stand up, son. That was the most telegraphed thing. As soon as you see somebody pull that shoulder first of all, Will Smith. Let's let let's let's take this from a. Let's break this down. Technically. Will Smith strikes from a completely square position. Watch his feet. They square straight up. They're right in line with each other. His shoulders are lined up with each other. There's no power in this lap. You can't strike like that. You can't, when, you, when you see a fighter come square, it's usually when they're stringing combinations together. Their back leg usually trails up and they come square. They're a huge open target, and, and they're losing their power. Now they have to arm strike, right? So this motherfucker's got to use all arm to fucking swing. He pull, As soon as that shoulder comes, the shoulder that comes back, is the hand that's coming at you. Right? They're pulling back. You know it's coming at you. You're not going to see somebody do it and boop. They're on that Manny Pacquiao shit in the middle of the Oscar stage and shit. That's not going to happen. He pulls back. We're slipping. We're moving. We're sliding back. Counter right hand. But before he even gets there, rule number one of any, uh, any street fight situation. Never let anybody get in your motherfucking face. You will get sucker punched. Just like Chris Rock got sucker slapped. Chael Sonnen, I can't let you get close. <clears throat> if you come you take another step forward, I'm going to assume a fight has started and go from there. They take another step, it's on. You, 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 you just come to grips with the reality that you're in a motherfucking fight and you go for it. Remember that shit on The Ultimate Fighter when he, it was him and vanderlay And they getting into that scrap, Chael's wearing flip-flops. And, and this motherfucker, Vandalay was wild that whole season. Go back and watch that season. That was one of my favorite seasons. And he gets in, in Chao's face, and Chael fucking pushes him away. And he says, I can't let you get in my face. You never let somebody get in your face. You don't argue with somebody nose-to-nose within arguing range. You keep your, at a distance. You get these hands out in front of me. Oh, hey, homie, don't, you ain't getting fucking boom. Now you keep him back. Now he takes another step towards you. It's on and popping. We swing it. You, you, goes and shoots the double leg gets on top and you know you know the rest he you know he was ready that's how you have to approach this i got you know my man chris rock where's the teep i gotta get that teep that rear leg teep that front leg teep it doesn't matter the front leg teep would have got i would have actually gone with that you can get more power obviously with the back leg but that front leg comes out of nowhere you catch him right there in his chest right in his sternum push him back he's gonna fall he's gonna look like an asshole he ain't storing. I get it. Chris Rock was probably like, "Oh, this is you know a joke. He's gonna come up here and make a little joke on the mic, or pretend to do something to me, like he's offended or something." You know, it's part of the show. Um, but nah, 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 son. Uh, you know he's he's got that little you know that that Hollywood you know uh, he's on the set you know walk coming at nah man uh, uh boom I'm giving you that fucking teep I'm giving you that teep I can't let you get close to me that's that's all you should have heard. From Chris Rock, the boop, the cheat kick. I can't let you get close to me, Will. I can't let you get close to me. If you take another step, I'm gonna assume a fight started. He takes a step, we teach that double leg. Change level, shoot right through him, drive through him. Maybe you go off the end of the stage, I don't know. Fuck it, at that point, it's a melee now. We in the, we in the stands and, and we, 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 hey, we, we getting the, all eyes on me. It, it, it's the fucking greatest Oscars of all time, right? It probably was anyways. Without all this, but rule number one in a in, in, in a confrontation like that, never let somebody get in your motherfucking face. They'll sucker punch you. You can knock anybody out if they don't know what's coming. Anybody. Um. And, and number two, be first. Be first. Be often. Those. That's all you need. Fuck dust, Detroit, urban. You know, tactics. Whatever the fuck. This. I, I'll fuck his whole shit up with this one piece of advice. Be first. Be often. That's it. We, we, we printing them shits on, on, on fucking throw pillows and, and putting them in, in, in Pier 1. Instead of laugh, love, pray or laugh, love, live. Be first, be often. Throw pillows, hand towels. The ones you can't use. The for pretty, pretty towels that you can't use. Your old lady yells at you when you use that shit. Had the be first, be often. Who's making the shirts? Be first, be often. I can't let you get close on the back of it let's roll, let's go 50-50 on this shit, let's slang these shits, can't let these motherfuckers get in your motherfucking face, so that's where we would have gone off, uh, 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 that's where we need to go with Chris Rock, you you are welcome to the Thunderdome, um, we'll teach you that push kit, we'll teach you that tee. we'll teach you to level change, we we'll teach you with two hands to the chest, you know, it, it, just like a chest pass in basketball, right, right in the to- shoulder blades, right, right between there. So you get, a, you get that, uh, you get that, oh, uh, that's what you want. You don't want to hit him in the shoulders. You can, you can, you can just throw those off. You get them right, ooh, you get him right in that ooh, you get him right in that motherfucking chest and let them know. You get right up in that chest you let them know. True story, where I put this in the in the practice. Uh, me and me and my lady got engaged before we got married. When we got engaged, we take the. Uh, um, the uh, what, what are the the photos the engagement photos and we went to Balmo- uh, Balboa Park. I was gonna say Balmont Park. Uh, that's the roller coaster. Spot. I'm I'm in Dago bitch, California. Sandy Sandy, Lego go my motherfucking ego, you bitch, California, California, California. So I was in you know we were in Balboa Park taking these pictures and shit and uh, we she hired a uh, uh, my my wife hired a uh, you know, professional photographer that we've used. You know, a homie we, we we've used for a lot of things. And she's wearing this backpack, and she's got all her cameras and stuff hanging out of this shit. And we're over there by these steps taking pictures and shit. And I see this 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 bum. he's, he's been eyeing us and shit. I'm keeping my eyes on him, taking a picture. He comes in the middle of our picture taking and tries to steal old lady's camera out her back out of her backpack he like grabs on it and tugs on it but it doesn't come out and then i step forward i'm like what the fuck is this guy doing what are you doing and he gets all scared he's getting and he starts walking into my face and starts talking shit you know faded. i don't know what the fuck he is he starts he starts coming for me so i i meet him halfway i don't need a i don't need no more invitation and as soon as we get within range two to the chest (laughs) boop homie goes tumbling down the motherfucking stairs almost breaks his goddamn neck he's all fucked up in the game he he gets up takes him like three minutes to get up he starts talking mad shit to me that he's gonna go get his son some from somewhere and they're gonna cut me up and they're gonna do all this shit he gets up and starts coming right coming 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 back towards me so i i got the i got the i got the I got the rear leg push kick ready to the fucking face, and at the last second he decides he don't want none, and he turns around and starts walking away, and then he stands off in the corner, and starts screaming and yelling and shit. But that was the next, that was the next step. The next step was you getting the teep to the motherfucking face, because he was pretty short. Uh, taller people, you probably want to aim that to the st- sternum. If you can get that to the throat, you can get that to the chin. The, the push, the, the push kick to the to the face is an ender. Now, I don't know if I would have gone straight up snap kick and just. I think I would've just gone push, kick, straight, look, just put them down like that. Um, so I've used these techniques. Ask, you know, my wife, she'll contest. And we still use this this photographer. We've used her for all sorts of shit. Other family, are, 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 you know, my in-laws use her. And every time, they, oh, she's always bringing this up. She's always, she tells her clients. She's like, I always tell my clients this story. This story, how about some dude tried to steal my camera. And then my client came over here and threw the guy on the ground and like, it's crazy but it works thunderdome tactics (sighs) man 32 minutes i just talked about chris rock and will smith for 32 minutes there you go there's no more in-depth analysis i went into technical analysis on this this is the end all be all Hold your head, Will Smith, because they're coming for you, son. They're coming for you now. I can't wait. Every every special on Netflix is going to have kick kickoff Will Smith jokes now. They're coming. Every every They just showed that Chris Rock's uh, um, tours like shot up like six, 60% or some shit, all of a sudden selling out and shit. You didn't hurt him none. You fucked yourself up if that, if that shit was all. Well, even if it was fake, you still fucked your old shit up. I don't know. Um, what else do we got? Um Zilly, have you guys seen this? Zelika. Uh I've been bought the Zil. I'm not crazy in the in the crypto. My homie uh Rodney. Um he he's got the uh crypto my crypto journey. Ah, man, I forgot to look at the name of it. Sorry, Rodney. I'm gonna get it for the next one, but you gotta check him out. Um uh, you no, know, I dabble in a few coins. I got uh Cordana, got some Cordana. You know, I'm not big into it. I got like, you know, hundred bucks here, two hundred bucks there. And the most I got's like three hundred I got some doge. Um you know, just in case, whatever. I, I you know, I'm not planning to make a, a, a million bucks off of it. But I got some Cardana, I got then I got Zalika. Um Zalika? Is Zalika is is, I've had it for a long time. Um it's done nothing. I bought it at seven cents. Psh- long time almost a year ago probably and it, it's just been tanking I, I got it got up to 24 cents um, right after I got it and then it just shot the shit I, it got down to one cent again I think I should have bought into it more I should have yesterday or yesterday I woke up it was like 11 cents and the night the night before it was like three cents so something happened it went from three cents all of a sudden because it's been down in the dumps to 11 cents and then throughout the day, the homie, the homie, the uh, the Mexican, the Brown Chatochi, as he calls himself, Ivanito, whiskey Sick podcast watcher extraordinaire, uh, uh, Stan extraordinaire. Uh, you know, I get a little bit of advice from him. He's heavy in this game. He's telling me that you know they got some. They're making their own metaverse that they're 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 introducing. It's called Metropolis or something like that. But it's a Zalika um, NFT or something. Metaverse. I don't know what. I don't know this shit. All right. I'm. I'm I know nothing about that shit. I, that's the next evolution of Seth Geckos to figure all that stuff out. Um, so they got something dropping. He's saying until you know October, um, April second, third, it's gonna it's gonna keep rocketing up. It got as high as 21 cents yesterday. So it went from three to 21 cents. So I'm like, woo! I made a couple hundred bucks yesterday. It's down to 18, but still, if you take over from where it was, you know, last the, the, uh, 24 hours ago, from three to 18, big jump. Keeping an eye on it. Who knows? Maybe it turns into a biddy, and and you know, ten years later, one Zalika is worth sixty-four thousand dollars, some shit like that. I think, uh, I think it's, I think Bitcoin's gone up. I think it's around forty-seven right now, forty-eight last time I checked. You know, usually the whole market goes wherever Bitcoin goes. I need to get some Ethereum. I need to get some Bitcoin. I don't have Bitcoin. You know, I need to start putting away and maybe a little Bitcoin. I don't know. I don't know know the ins and outs, but you know, zilly to a milli is what we're doing here. Um. The homie, the brown Shitosei over here, saying that you know he, he's expecting fifty cents by the end of the year, maybe in, in a year or two we're talking about a dollar. So I'll take all that. That's kind of like a, a, a Cardano and ADA or, or an Ethereum or some shit like that. So I'm rocking like that. Um, we, we keeping our eye on it. Get your ass in on that Zalika. They got, they've been making moves. They've been, they, they're sponsored, by they got sponsors for the NFL. They were making all sorts of moves this past summer. Um, I didn't see any benefits from it. I mean, the shit was still tanked, but maybe now it's all coming to fruition. Now they're putting out a metaverse. You know that metaverse shit is like, I think it's like virtual real estate and shit. Like in the metaverse, you can buy the house. The the house next to Snoop Dogg's virtual house sold for like millions and millions of dollars. It's like crazy. You're buying shit in like virtually. You're buying assets virtually or some shit like. That. Way the fuck over my head, but apparently this is a new thing. I don't even know. I don't even know where to start with NFTs. I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't even know what non-fungal term something fungal. It's fun, Some kind of fungus. It's like athlete's foot or some shit that they mer- made virtual or some shit. I don't know. Um, what else do we got? Uh, fight talk. Let's let let's go over uh, last week's. We'll recap last week's uh, fight card. We had Dacus and and. Uh, Curtis Blades, Curtis fucking Blades. Listen, I went six and six. It was ugly. It was ugly. It was a battle. Um, lost some close ones. Won some close ones. Uh, like the like the uh, the best fight of the night was Matt Brown and and, and Brian Barberena. I had Bar- Barberena, in that one I knew it was just going to be a, a complete toss up. Um, some people had Brown winning. I had Barberena winning the last two rounds. I had him. Uh, what was the difference? Was how the last two rounds ended they ended with matt brown looking like he was on his way out it, it looked like you know he was out on his feet he was he was backing up taking shots he was kind of stumbling kind of just you know not really all there and that's a that's a terrible way because you're you're looking at the effects of all this you, when you have such close rounds you have to go with damage who's doing the more damage though yeah maybe they're both landing the same amount at the same rate but who's whose strikes are more effective and it was Barbarina's. He was taking lots of elbows especially in the clinch, but in the second round at the end of the round, he landed an elbow in the clinch that stunned Matt Brown and set into, you know, him uh, Barbarina being able to finish the round strong. Even though I think he was taken down, I thought that was the most, you know, that closest to finishing the fight. If you're close to finishing the fight, you're usually going to win the round. Um and and so I gave him the second round. The third round was was all Barbarina at the end cuz he it looked like again Matt Brown would just he was just taking too much, too many shots. Barbarina was too, but I, he's just a little bit younger, a little bit less miles on him, uh, probably like 10 years younger, a lot less miles on him. Uh, and, and so he was able to wear those, and he's always had a great chance. So he's been able to wear those, those strikes a little bit better than Matt Brown was wearing them. Uh, but I'll tell you this. That's the best Matt Brown I've seen in a long time. Barbarina ain't no chump. Now, that was kind of the weakest Barbarina I've seen in a while because he's usually had quicker hands, throws a lot more combos, a little more aggressive than he was. I, I thought at times he, got, he was allowing himself to get outworked, but he was landing the heavier shots at times. And I think that's what won it for him um, in that second round was he did more damage and looked like he was closer to finish, fu- finishing the fight twice. Um, but Matt Brown looked, looked saw. I mean, he was. He, that's his bread and is in the clinch. You don't want to clinch with this dude. He's gonna knee you, and he's gonna hit you with the up elbows. He's gonna clinch right here, throw these elbows, throw these short elbows in here. These up elbows that he comes in here, he could he could he could launch the elbow like this. He can straight up just comb the back, comb the hair, come up like that. He could throw it like that. He can cut you. He can he can beat you up in, in, in the clinch. And but you know, Barbarina was doing good by answering back with his own elbows uh uh from the clinch against the cage he just wasn't getting a whole lot on on him until the second round um but he looked great um the the biggest thing i've had with with matt brown was that his hand speed his, his physical attributes they were looking off to me he looked way slow in his last fights in his last several fights this one i didn't really notice it um he looked good he looked fucking good he was aggressive he was landing shots he's looked as good as he's ever looked it was fucking crazy, man. It was such a great fight. Um, I, any fighter could have won it. I would have been fine with it. But I, I, I thought Barbarina did get it 2-1 to one on my scoreboard, on my scorecard. Um, what, who else did we have? Joanne Wood, Alexa Grosso. Listen, I told you, uh, Joanne Woods is the Tony Romo of this shit. Any big fight, she's going to choke. Uh, and literally, she got choked. Um, Alexa Grosso, I think that's her first submission. I, her first finish, maybe, ever definitely in the ufc um and it wasn't nothing crazy i mean you get your back taken like that uh, if you're yoann wood and then you don't defend the choke I, I i don't know i don't know what to say i don't know that that proved that win proves that alexa grasso needs to you know fight for the title yet that she's ready for a, a shevchenko because she's not um and honestly if you go back to the stand-up just before it went to the ground Joanne Wood was kind of, uh, for the short period of time, was kind of uh, bullying her with pressure. Teep kicks to the body, short little punches. She was kind of beating Grasso up a little bit on the feet. I know it was brief, but she was getting off. She was really pressuring Grasso, and Grasso was taking some damage. Uh, Grasso's hand, you know, when she did let her hands go, she had that speed. She had that technical, you know, uh, uh, prowess. Prowess? 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 prowess prowess i fuck is that word why even use it dude um she had the technical advantage you know she got those nice straight punches but she takes a lot of shots she's very straight she's very uh uh she had she got a good hand guard but there's no movement and you know when she uses those kicks like she did like i was telling you she was using those kicks early one two throw the kick She's at her best, but she was getting bullied with pressure. So, I mean, if you look at those, those first couple minutes, that's how you beat Alexa Grasso. You go forward, you move her backwards, you, you stay in her face with combinations and, 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 and volume. Um, but she got the dub. I, you know, she's, you, maybe just because you have nobody else, you know, after uh, Shevchenko fights Taylor Santos, maybe she, you know, Grasso's next, you know. We'll see. I'm, she's going to get smoked. Uh, Dacus versus Blades. Listen, actually, the way Blades fought is the reason why I took, ended up taking Dawkins. I picked, if you, if you watched a while ago, I picked, I accidentally did this, uh, broke this fight down twice. The first time I picked Blades and the second time I changed it to Dawkins. And I should have just stuck with Blades, but I would have been wrong the w- reason why I chose Blades the first time, which was I thought he was going to take him down and just dominate him from the top position. And then the reason I switched was because I didn't trust Blades to do that, and I thought he might just sit there and stand... And take the 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 worst path he could do, because the only way Chris Docus had had a chance was if Blade stood and stand with him, stood up and stood uh, and stand it with him, stood stood and stand it with him. I'm all fucked up. You know what I mean? Some fucking fighting shit over here, man. Um. And maybe it wasn't much of a shot. Maybe when at the end of the day, I underestimated uh, Curtis Blade's uh, stand up. He was getting better at the stand up the entire time. But the only shot Doc has had was, was in the stand up. So you're still fighting into your, your your opponent's strength. You don't ever want to do that. I, th- I think he could have just taken him down. So, uh, you know, in that first round, I actually gave Doc the first round because I thought he was just a little more active. The biggest shot was the right hand from uh, from Blades that, you know, visibly rocked Doc, but it did, wasn't close to really finishing the fight because he didn't follow up. I thought, you know, he, he just on, on activity alone, I, I'd given him the first round. But, you know, the second round started. Listen, that, that is boxing, striking 101. That exchange right there. They both throw at the exact same time. The straight punch from, uh, from Curtis Blades down the middle beat the long, wide, looping hook that, that Chris Dawkins threw. Straight lines the fastest way between a to b is a straight line straight punches always beat round punches and you saw it right there and and and, and docus even landed you know on his way out just like jose aldo did against uh, uh conor mcgregor but he got beat to the punch because they threw at the same time one through blades threw a straight punch docus threw a round punch goes to sleep that's the end of it um I said the first time. Also, I thought this was a little too much for uh, for Dacus. They were throwing him into the deep end way too quick. After after you saw the Lewis fight, I think we should have you know gone you know taken massive step back. Now they're talking about two hundred five. Um, he, he came in at two forty something. Now he has a lot of a lot of Dacus has a lot of body weight, body fat. Let's be real. Could he cut down to that? I think he would have already done that if he had the you know the Discipline to be able to control his his diet to do that can he do it maybe he's never tried maybe he's gotten away with it because he's been successful at heavyweight maybe this is his you know blades after the fight it was it was a great post fight i thought he was dead on i i didn't think he was hating i didn't think anything like that when he was talking about cuz he said this dude's just too small he needs to go down to 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 light heavyweight he didn't really feel his power and he just you know didn't really didn't really respect him in there. He knew he was gonna walk through him, and and he basically did. Um, and he was just not hating. He's just saying he just needs to go down. He's just a little too small for for the heavyweight uh, weight class, and he is. I mean, you think about him against. Uh, you think about him against you know most of these heavyweights, man. Tui Vasa, all these dudes, that would be the top guy that you know he might have a chance with just because Tui Vasa is just a firefighter. This motherfucker's going to stand in the pocket and exchange and he's, at, he's, he's, he's throwing 50-50 combinations. I mean, 50, he's in 50-50 exchanges every fucking fight so you always have a chance against him. Um, but, you know, he's, if he's going to stay at heavyweight, he's got to drop back down, man. I mean, homie just left his day job and now he's on two L's in a row. It's, it's a bad look. It's not good. Hopefully he left on good terms. Hopefully... Hopefully you gave your, your full two weeks notice and honored it so you can go back most places if you don 't if you don 't give your two weeks you can 't go back you can 't go back if you don 't get you don 't honor your uh, for a uh, full two weeks when you quit so hopefully uh, Docus, you know still got a good end uh, with that because um, i don 't know man i don 't know man uh, he was smoking people, but now you know his hands didn 't even look that fast I think a lot of it comes down to. You know, being in the big show and just not performing under those big lights too. I, I think. I think definitely against Lewis, it got the better of him. I don't know if it was so much of a factor this time around, but it, it didn't look like the same dude that just goes out there. When you when you know you're in there with better competition, you fight with a lot different uh, uh, veracity. Like when you when you go in there against somebody. Um, just take it like in a daily life if you if you're going if you 're arguing with somebody you know you're smarter than and you're or you're more in, informed on something then that's like your bread and butter, you have this air of confidence you know you're going to destroy them but if you get into like fucking nuclear fission or some shit in an argument with a scientist you're like oh you're timid and scared it's the same shit when you're when you when you're fighting uh uh, uh porter Parker Porter. You know, you roll up in there like you're the motherfucking man and you put hands on him. But when you rolled up in there against Lewis, you're kind of like, "Uh, uh, because you know who he is. And you let that mental, you didn't fight with the same mentality, the same confidence that you did in those other fights because whatever reason. So that's, that's a lot of it. If he goes in there and approaches those two fights the way he's approached every other scrub he's fought, you know, the Shamil fight and all these other fights, maybe it's a different, it's just a different mentality when you go in there. Fuck it, just throw shit. I mean, look, when you don't throw shit against the wall, when you don't just go balls to the wall and risk everything, you still get knocked out. So why not just throw everything, throw all the shit against the wall, and if you get knocked out, well, fuck it. At least you threw everything you had at it. That that's always the best the best plan. Uh, Askar Askarov versus Kaikar of France. I had Askarov winning the fight. I thought he won the last two rounds. Um, or was it the first round? The first round and the last round, I think it was. I can't even remember. Now, you're saying the last round. Listen, that could have gone to either one of them. I'm not, I'm not saying this was a robbery at all. Kaikara France did absolutely nothing in that round. I don't even think he landed anything. Uh, you know, actually, uh, what's his face? Uh, Askar Askarov was doing a good job of sliding just out of the way of his strikes in, in that round. He was doing a good job of, of staying out of range. Um, and you're like, well, what the fuck did Askar Askarov do? Nothing, not really. He did have him up against the cage. He did take his back uh, briefly. He did hold him up against the cage a couple times. When you do, when you have two guys that don't land anything or throw anything, you gotta take what little you have. And that was really the difference in that round. Askar Askarov was going forward a little bit more than Kai France was in that last round. I thought, I thought he won the fight. I thought he won that 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 last round because, and Kai France would have had nobody but himself to to. To be mad at because why didn't he approach the third round like he did the second round? That's right, the second round Kaikara France won because he was bombing. He was picking Askar, Askar off apart. It got to a point where you're like, Askar is not a takedown threat anymore. He might, he's, a, he's a threat to hold you up against the cage and, and milk points and milk, milk time off the clock. But he's not a th- really a threat to take you down anymore. Uh, and he, was, he proved that because uh, Kaikara France was boxing him up in that second round. Look like he might even be able to land something to get him out of there. And then he comes out completely passive in the third round. Instead of taking that same that same momentum and getting in his face, you saw. This guy cannot stand with you keep, if you move him backwards. And, and he he was too terrified of getting that. Giving up that takedown, you give up the takedown and the third round can't get back to your feet. It's over, right? So maybe in the end it worked for him, but... I thought you go in there, you make a statement. I thought he could have finished Askar Askarov. Um, I told y'all when it came to the the betting, he's a fucking as live a dog as you could get. I think he was like plus 160 or something like that. What did he finish as? Uh, Plus 340. I think I had him as he was plus 2 something. As a steal, I told y'all, it's a steal. Of course he had a chance in that fight. If it was all standing, I thought Askar Askarov, you saw in the first round he took his back. I thought, oh, man. It's over right away. You're like this is why I took Askar Askarov cuz he gets you to the ground and it's over. But his his takedown his takedowns got less and less effective as the fight went on and that's what that's always the problem when you have wrestlers like that is what happens when they can't get it to the ground. And and you may have never seen him fight where they couldn't get it to the ground, but maybe this is that guy and he ran into that guy Kai Cara France who he couldn't get to the ground anymore. Uh, I can't remember if the Moreno fight how he, how he did w- w- with Moreno um so big setback for Askar Askarov, Kai of France, you know. Now Davidson Figueredo saying he doesn't want to fight uh um uh Moreno for a fourth time. He wants to fight Kai of France. Best believe that's because he thinks Kai France is a easier par- target than than Brandon Moreno, a guy he's fought three times and lost two once. Could have lost to him the second uh a second time. Very close fight. I did have Davison Figueroa winning that fight too. Um but it it was a uh, um, it was uh, it was a good fight it was a good fight but you know I, I see Davison thinking that he, he has an easier out, he has an easier opponent in Kaikar France uh, Neil Magny Max Griffin told y'all those dudes were the two same fucking guys Max came out on fire and then he, he teetered and fell off and, and Neil Magny just outpointed him uh, Mark DeCasey beat Borshev uh, Vyashlav uh, Borshev uh, to round out the main card listen Borshev how do you train at motherfucking Team Alpha Male, and have zero fucking ground game? Zero. I, this motherfucker was a, a fucking victim out there. He was a crime scene chalk outline. He was a fucking uh, a life alert victim out there. This motherfucker had, a, had the fucking uh, rigor mortis guard going on. He was moving like rigor mortis from his back. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was ugly. You got out-wrestled, out-grappled by a, a kickboxer. With, with no offense to the Casey. i mean he's he's such a bad i thought he he was gonna have a chance on the feet i picked borschev but you know those those takedowns weren't great and those those weren't anything that you know is gonna put fear in the heart of anybody in that division right um those are probably the last times you'll ever see him even attempt to fucking takedown. uh but it worked i mean this dude borschev i don't know how you get to the UFC coming up through team alpha male and have zero with all those wrestlers you have zero grappling none None. There was none. This dude got taken down. He looked like a fucking infant on his back. He looked like he was doing the, uh, the fucking doggy paddle upside down and shit. I mean, it, it, was, it was fucking bad. It was fucking bad. And you see that right away. And a, a, a guy you picked and you're like, fuck. You know, right off the bat. It's, a, it's an L. Within the, as soon as he got taken down. He actually defended well early in the first round. But as soon as he got taken down, you're like, oh, this fucking guy can't get up from Mark to Casey's top, ga- top game. game. Bad news bears written all over that one. So, um, don't remember much of the prelims, but um, let's see. Who did we have? Sarah McMahon. Chris Gutierrez, Bada Gurriel, uh, I thought Dana was doing great, looking great, I had him winning, and then, you know, the fucking spinning back fist. this dude, Chris Gutierrez, just keeps winning, man, he always worries me, the only reason I didn't pick him is his output, his output, some, he lets people steal rounds from him, it scared me, it worried me, against Dana, who you saw, as soon as he got the fight to the, to the ground in the first round, he was beating a dog shit out of chris gutierrez it looked like if there was 15 20 seconds left in that round he finishes gutierrez in the first round so you're thinking all he has to do is get him back to the ground i'm looking good everybody else took gutierrez i took the nah i'm feeling good going into that second round and then he just walks into a spinning back fist why because he was following gutierrez around the fucking cage like a little fucking puppy dog just wherever he went just following just following him just following him, just following him Uh, you gotta cut the motherfucking cage off and then he just starts telegraphing the right hand. you got to set the right hand up. I know that's the Widowmaker, but you got to set that thing up. Alias Skabs Kiara, he had a, a tough little test. He, he didn't look great but he, he uh, in that first round, but he got the dub. Jennifer Maia, Manon Fioro, Fioro. I love Manon Fioro. Uh, Manon, Manon Fioro. Um, she got a little bit of mix of that. Holly Holm. Um, Uh, Michelle Watterson type scrap Uh, in in her uh, good fight, not great Um, she's not going to be able to pull that kind of game plan off against Valentina another person just going to be a little behind Valentina Shevchenko but I'd kind of actually like to see her fight Valentina Shevchenko than somebody like Grasso I think, you know, I don't think Fioro's even close to being ready for that. I think you need to give her some more fights. But if I had to pick one, I think she had a slightly better chance. You know, she, she's she got some decent, you know, strikes. You know, her hands are really good. Little hittable, two-hittable. Jennifer Maia was landing that big right hand. She figured out if you pressure her with that big right hand, she could, she could score. But... Um, she got the win. She got the win against somebody who's fought for the title. So it was a big dub for her. Matias Nikolau versus David Dvorak got that one completely wrong. Um, I knew Nikolau was a little, little, little hooker. And I don't mean like streetwalker. I just mean throwing fucking nasty hooks all the time. Dvorak usually is a, a little more aggressive than that. He's a pretty solid kickbox Got decent ground game. I thought he was going to be an all-around better fighter and just be able to, you know, pick him apart from the outside. He did nothing. When you pick a fighter and you see him go out there and just stand around and not throw any strikes, neither of them did shit in the first round, but, you know, in the second and the third, and they're just not letting their hands go, it's just a fucking helpless feeling. And that that's what happened, and he started getting, you know, uh, you know, boxed up, and, and it was downhill from there. Luis Saldana got one out by the skin of his motherfucking cheeks. Um, so that's that, you know, full recap on that shit. We'll do uh, UFC 273, Volkanovski versus the zombie. Um... Uh, the zombie. I don't know what the fuck he's doing with this fight right now. Um, if if Max had the you know Max dropped it, it was originally going to be the the Max re rematch. Um, Max had to drop the fight. Um, Yair Rodriguez. That would have been the fight. And listen, if I'm if I'm Volkanovski, who would I rather fight? Korean Zombie, flat footed now. Korean Zombie, the new Korean Zombie, or a dude like Yair who came out and gave Max Holloway all he could fucking handle. Uh, a, a firecracker like that. Um, uh, yeah, I'd probably take the Korean Zombie too um, I think this is a tailor-made fight I, You know, he picked a, uh, If Volkanovski was picking his p- opponents He picked the one that, you know, probably He has the best chance to just completely dominate um, I don't even like the rematch with Ortega Better than this shit, to be honest Because you see, remember I just watched the fight a couple nights ago um, Ortega came back after all that After the third and fourth rounds Getting just smashed on Came back and won the fifth round now you know volkanovsky hit the brakes he was up pretty much 4-1-4-0 at that point um so you know you know did he hit the brakes and you know not want to get into trouble not get caught with anything because you know uh, ortega was still landing shots but i think with the korean zombie the korean zombie you know he looks so good uh or or brian ortega looks so good against the korean zombie is because the Korean Zombie is very flat-footed, and you're going to see that. He used to have these nice, subtle slips and counters, the Korean Zombie, quicker hands. I just haven't seen that in his last couple of fights, and I don't know that Dan Ige, beating Dan Ige means you get a title shot against Volkanovsky, who's just been on a fucking roll, and who had his best fight, coming off of his best fight, um, smashing Ortega like that. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll get into that whole card. There's some. It's a dope card, long card, so we'll get into all that shit. Um... That's it, man. That's all I got for y'all. We're hitting the hour mark right now. Um, Will Smith, hold your head. Fucking Chris Rock, get this motherfucker. Go get your motherfucking revenge. Go put, go put some fucking classic shit on WAX and perform that shit everywhere you go and get that shit on Netflix and make sure this motherfucker sees it. That's it. That's all I got. This is the 154th episode of Whiskey Sick Podcast. Like this shit, subscribe to this shit Tell your motherfucking homies to tell their homies You know You already know, if we don't got it You don't want it For the future quadruple champ Moody Hank The Whiskey Sick Podcast German Shepherd Mascot The future women's triple champ Sweet Pea A.K.A. Sweetums, A.K.A. Little Sweet The Sweet One For all of us here at the Whiskey Sick Podcast Seth Gecko, Moody Hank AKA Moody, motherfucking Hank and I'm out, motherfucker.